Hi, I'm Pastor Jimmy Fletcher with Mount Nebo Baptist Church. I want to thank you for tuning in to the Biblical Truth podcast. hope that you're having a great week. Um, today, we have our guest back with us, which we've had him here a few times. Brother Gene Harris is back with us to discuss the topic that we're going to be dealing with today uh, concerning... Uh, where we go when we die and when our salvation is complete and things like that will be within this uh, particular topic today. So, Brother Gene, uh, we're grateful to have you here. You got anything you would like to say? First of all, I want to say thank you for inviting me again. And this is a very exciting subject, one that we, I think we all need to know about because it's something we're all going to participate in. So I think it's going to be exciting as we dive in here today. All right. Well, thank you again for being here. And I know that sometimes I forget to do this in, on the last uh, podcast that we've done, but my daughter Macy makes the music happen on this podcast and pretty much makes the wheel go round on this. So we thank her for being willing to be here and to help with this as well. So thank you, Macy, for, for being a part of this. Um, before we get started, I'm going to go ahead and open us up with prayer. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity, Lord, that we have to come and do this podcast, Lord. Lord, we're just praying that you'll be honored and glorified, Lord, in it. Lord, that you'll bring peace to our hearts, Lord, concerning where we go when we die and when our salvation is complete. Lord, that you'll give us every word that that we say here uh, today. And uh, Lord, if there is one listener that doesn't know that you would draw them unto salvation. Lord, thank you for giving us the ability to do this. And Lord, I just pray that that, uh, people would see you. This isn't about us. This is about you and and pointing people to you, Lord, and to strengthen your church through your word. Thank you again for loving us most of all through that display that you sent Jesus, Lord, to die on the cross for our sins, Lord, and raised from that grave, Lord, so that we could have everlasting life. Lord, be with us now. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, Brother Gene, one of the things that... I think a lot of people ask uh, in in this life is, is what happens to me when I die? And I think a lot of people are very uh, curious or at least, you know, want to have some kind of idea uh, as to what happens when we die. And we want to be clear on this, that uh, there's, there's two people that we're going to be talking about in this. It's not a matter of someone goes to this place, this place, and then that place. There's really only two places that a person will go. So we're really dealing with two people, an unbeliever, meaning a person who does not believe in Jesus Christ, and a believer, a person who has placed their faith and trust in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So with that being said, Brother Gene, what is your understanding from the Bible about what happens to a person when they pass from this life? That's a good question, Brother Jimmy. It's a question that we're fortunate the Bible talks quite a bit about. In fact, one of the very uh, most clear pictures is found that uh, Jesus himself was talking about in Luke chapter 16. We talks about people that covers the spectrum, one lost person and then a saved person. And in Luke 16, uh, verses 19 through 31, 
Jesus himself explains what happens to them when they die. And there's several interesting features of uh, the things that we see here. We see uh, that they, they have their memories, they have their feelings, they have uh, the ability to see, to talk, to communicate, but they don't have the ability to change their locations. One person wouldn't want to change his location, the saved person, and the other wants it, but he's not able to do that. In fact, Jesus told him, he said that, he says, and besides all this between us and you, there's a great gulf fixed, so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. And I liken that in my mind's eye, at least, to the Grand Canyon, where you could see across it, you can yell across it, but you can't go across it. And this, the man that was in hell, the man that was in suffering, he had his memory, he had his feelings, he could talk, he could think, but he couldn't change his location. And that's such such a, a sad picture. The other side of that, the rich, the poor man that was now in a place called paradise, he wouldn't change if he could change from there. And Jesus tells the the uh, lost person that in, in your lifetime, you had your good things. And this uh, Lazarus now, who was a beggar and full of sores and so forth, he now is being blessed and he'll be blessed for all eternity. I've heard it said that eternity is too long to be wrong. And the uh, Bible also teaches that we have the opportunity to make a decision for our final destination, but we have no cho chance to change it once we are at that final destination, as we just talked about here. And one of the, the things that, that I've come to understand from God's Word in taking out of Luke chapter 16 and then 2 Corinthians 5, 8, is that a unbeliever goes to a temporary place of torment and they'll be there until the Lord actually returns for His church and, and we are caught up in the air with Him. And so uh, this is a temporary place where the unbeliever goes, but as we talk about in Luke chapter 16, it's a place where there is torment, there is suffering, and you know, one of the things that I, I think that we need to say to this is that you're not going to be able to speak back and forth to other people while you're in hell. Um, I don't think that's what this example particularly gives us, but that what we understand is, is that it's a temporary holding place. Whereas for the believer, he goes immediately into the presence of Jesus Christ, um, where he is there um, forever and in his presence. And so I think that we need to make sure that, that we're clear on that, that, that look, you're not just going in the grave when, when you die. You're going one place or the other. And at first, you will go to this temporary holding place where there's going to be suffering. 
And then, of course, like I said in 2 Corinthians 5, 8, you know, the Bible describes to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord Jesus Christ. So we are there and we are in his presence. And there's no greater place to be uh, than in the presence of Jesus. And do you want to add anything to that, Brother Gene? Well, I go back to Luke 16 again, where the the uh, unsaved person, been, he was rich on earth there, but he's tormented. And he still has these feelings there and so forth. And again, it's the said there's a great goal fixed. You can't go from there. And where he is, he's going to be forever. And when I think about what he also wanted be, to ease his pain, there was just a few drops of water on his tongue. And I think about this, that that was 2,000 years ago. And today he still would like a few drops of water on his tongue. And 2,000 years from now, he'll still be wanting the same thing. And that's, you know, that's with that it's saying that eternity is too long to be wrong there. And I've also, when I think about this, think about people, what would they pay if they had the ability? They don't have it, but if they could, what would they give to get out of where they are, to get out of hell? And it, uh, it, it can't be done, but they would give it all. There's nothing here on earth that's worth giving up or worth having to give up your eternity and be in hell. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Jesus said that, what will a man give in exchange for his soul? And the answer is nothing. There's nothing that's as great as your soul. For example, I use this uh, kind of a silly analogy, but when we determine the value of something, one of the key things that we ask is how many of them are there? How many, how long will that thing last? And how much has somebody else paid for it? we think about our souls, we have one. It's going to last forever. And the creator of the universe died for your soul. There's, that's of infinite value. But also, if we reject the creator of the universe's invitation, then we have no other options. We will be where we are as this rich man is, still in torments forever and ever and ever. It's just... I think that any reasonable person would make a choice that they they want Jesus, they want eternal life. They don't want to be there. But I don't know if they people understand that. And hopefully this blog will help people, some people understand the severity of the choices. There cannot be any greater choices than being in paradise or in punishment. Because eternity is too long to be wrong. Eternity is forever. But and and there are some uh, particular religions out there that believe that you know that that what we're saying is is not true. That when you die, it's all over um, for the unbeliever, and that there's not going to be any suffering because the grave is actually hell. And what what I want people to understand, and that's why we call this the Biblical Truth Podcast, is is what we're pulling from comes straight out of the Scripture. Uh, this is a real place, just like Brother Gene said, you're going to feel, you're going to know, you're going to know exactly what's going on. And, and so we have to understand that as an, as a person who is an unbeliever, the Bible describes this person immediately when they die, if the Lord obviously has not returned then you're going to this temporary place of torment until his final return. But the good news of what Brother Gene is saying here is that, 
if you place your faith and trust in Jesus and He is your Lord and your Savior, um, not just your fire insurance, but He is your Lord, He has saved you uh, from your sins, um, then you get to be with Him uh, forever um, in His presence. And you get to go immediately into His presence whenever you die because He's given us the Spirit as a down payment, um, not only for the final resurrection, but so that we would be with Him uh, forevermore. And so I just think about what it's going to be like to be in the presence of Jesus. You know, no more sin, mm. no more suffering, no more no more heartache, none of those things uh, going on. But I think the greatest of those things is is no more sin. We're not going to have to deal with those the, the effects of sin anymore. And I said that was the greatest. But the greatest thing, apart from that, which is much greater, is that we get to be with Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's what we need. He is the greatest thing. So let me make sure I clarify that for you. Do um, you have anything you want to add to that? I do. There's a, there's a scripture that I think people need to understand. And the Bible answers those questions. But the, the question that people say, well, do I go to a holding place or do I get another chance? Or can I be prayed out of hell? The Bible says in Hebrews 9, 27, very clearly, it's appointed to man once to die and then the judgment. There's no another, uh, no purgatories. There's no holding place. There's another give you another chance and people are praying for it. No, it's appointed. We all have an appointment with death. We don't know when, we don't know where, and we don't know how, but we know it's coming. And- and and that leads me into this next question that I want to ask you going along with that scripture that you just asked while it's fresh on my mind. And that is, you're saying we're appointed to death. So when a person dies and they immediately either go into the presence of Jesus or they go into uh, this temporary holding place of suffering where they'll be in torment, what when when will that judgment be? Because you referred to Hebrews as it's been appointed a man to die and then the judgment. So let, let's talk about that for a minute. That's a, that's a good question. And in my understanding, and, and not everyone agrees with this, but my understanding is the people that are believers, die as believers, that they will be in a, a place called paradise. It's not the final heaven. And during this time period, they, they will, while they're there, they will be at what's called the, the marriage supper of the Lamb, they will be getting their rewards, the beam of seat of judgment. They'll be getting their rewards for the things that they've done for God here on earth. My understanding also is that the lost people will be in that place of torments, and they will be there until after the thousand-year reign of Christ, which begins when he comes back for his church at the time we call the rapture. And then there will be a great white throne judgment. It's in uh, Revelation chapter 20, it talks about that, where the dead lost people will be brought back and will be judged. Revelation chapter 20, the great white throne judgment there. And uh, it's, um, it's a sad time. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus says that in his Sermon on the Mount there that, that not everybody says, Lord, Lord. And in, in verse 21, he says, Many will come to me that day, and I'll tell them, depart from me. I never knew you. I didn't know you and lose you. No, I never knew you. And people say, wait a minute, wait, wait. We cast out demons in your name. We did this. We did this in your name. And Jesus says, I never knew you. That's scary. Thinking you have something and you don't have it. And we, we can know we have it. First John tells us that in chapter 5. 
when we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, we know that we've got that. He, in Romans, says it. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son does not have life. That's pretty clear. So it's a, it's a, the most important decision we could ever make. There's no way to overestimate how, how important this decision is. And uh, everyone, this is a, a scary thought, everyone that's in that place of torment today believes in Jesus but they cannot change their location. Philippians, Paul says in Philippians, you know that at the name of Jesus, every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. We can do it now and let him be our Lord and Savior, or we can do it when he judges us and he will be our judge and he'll be a righteous judge. He'll open those books in that great white throne judgment. He has a record of everything that we've ever done. And as somebody said one time, Jesus paid the price for all of our sins. If we don't accept that forgiveness, we'll have to pay for them ourselves, and it'll take us all eternity to do that. I hope that didn't run off too far off the reservation there. No, no. Uh, and, and where I was going with that is, is I think, and, and you kind of hit on this a little bit there in the beginning of that, is that when, when you're in that, either in in the presence of Jesus um, or you are in uh, this temporary place of torment, um, eventually Jesus is going to return. Mm-hmm. And when Jesus returns, ultimately what we find from, from Scripture is is that that's when the final judgment will take place for the unbeliever. So in other words, you're not in that temporary spot anymore. John 5, 29, or 28 and 29 says this, Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth, those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. And so what I'm, where I'm going with that is, is understanding that you're going to be resurrected. Every person's uh, body is going to be resurrected one day. And when the final judgment takes place, for the believer, like Brother Gene said, there's going to be a reward which they will have life everlasting with Jesus. And for the unbeliever, it will be that of condemnation and final judgment, which the Bible describes as being cast into the lake of fire out of uh, in Revelation, which is the final judgment. So you're no longer in a temporary place of judgment. You are in the final place of judgment, which is the lake of fire, which, mind you, uh, hell was not created for for you and I. It was created for Satan. But because of our sin and rejection of the Lord, we get to spend eternity there if we don't place our faith and hope in him. So the judgment that Gene, Brother Gene referred to out of Hebrews, I believe, takes place on that return of the Lord. And you're going to be at one of two resurrections. And again, this goes back to the good news is when that resurrection takes place for the believer, uh, we get a brand new glorified body. And that kind of leads me into the, the last question that, that I wanted to, to hit on, uh, Brother Gene, is, is in speaking about that, is that when the salvation of the believer will be completed? I think it is. I, I think that that's when we, our bodies are changed. It talks about that in First Corinthians that, that uh, will be completed. That is my understanding of that. 
will be completed. And I've even heard this, that as Jesus did after his resurrection, where he came through the walls there with, with the into the room where there was no, the doors weren't open and so forth. My understanding is when we get our resurrected, glorified bodies like Jesus's was, that we'll be able to do that too. Somebody said, you know, we'll be able to travel at the speed of thought. And we'll be okay as long as we don't <laughs> don't lose our thoughts and end up in Mars somewhere where we weren't planning to go there. But it's going to be something different than we've ever experienced, but we'll be like him be like him. I just can't imagine, but it's going to be better than we can ever imagine, I think. And and I think that, you know, when when you when you talk about our salvation being completed, that question that I just asked, sometimes there's confusion around that because people hear, what do you mean my salvation isn't complete? Um I'm not saying that that you're in danger of losing your salvation as a believer. Um, or anything of that nature. But what I am saying, because let me say this, you cannot lose your salvation if you are a true believer in Jesus Christ. He has sealed you with the Spirit, just like that court document when they put a stamp on it. You can't take it off. So you're sealed until the day of redemption. Uh, But what I mean by the completion is, is that there's a sense in which you are saved, or you have been saved, you are being saved, and you will be saved. And so I believe this is the process that we, we, we go through. And I believe the, the final consummation of our salvation is when Jesus returns at this resurrection that we just talked about, um, which is also highlighted in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Do you have 1 Corinthians 15, Brother Jim? I have it marked here, yes. Um, will you turn there for me? And uh, one of the things that I want you to understand is, is whenever we are transformed in the twinkling of an eye, and I'm going to have Brother Gene read some of that here in just a second as he's getting there. But one of the things I want you to understand is, is at that moment, that is when our salvation, I believe, will be completed. And, and we have this glorified body, and we are what Jesus has brought us to as a result of what his word has said that he would do for us as believers. And so I think it goes back to that, you know, you know, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called children of God. Um, and, you know, we're going to get to see him as he is. Um, and, and I'm looking forward to, to that day. Um, and, and I don't think we can comprehend it. But at that moment, you know, that's when our salvation, I believe, is completed, is when we take on the glorified body that, that Jesus is going to transform us and give us on that day. Will you read that for us, Brother I will. In the heading of mine, is starting in verse 50 of chapter uh, 15 of 1 Corinthians 15. It says, Our final victory. Starting in verse 50, it says, Now this I say, brethren, he's writing to believers, because this is who it applies to, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, and that's Paul's euphemism for being to die. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption. I think that is the same as Jesus' glorified body. And this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, 
Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where's your sting? Oh, Hades, where's your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, there it is again, my beloved believers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Comforting verses. I, I, I want to add a comment, if I may. I've read that scientists say it takes us 11 one-thousandths of a second to blink our eyes. And here in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, if we're not ready now, in the twinkling of an eye, 11 one-thousandths of a second is not time enough to get ready. We need to get ready this day for that day. In fact, in Corinthians it says this, today is the day of salvation. And I just want to stress that because that's our only option. Today is the day of salvation. That's right. That's right. And and if I could kind of just sum up everything as, as we get ready to, to close this. If, if you've been listening for the person who has placed their faith and trust in Christ, there's really nothing but good news that I can give you. Amen. Because as we discovered, when you die, which, and I know nobody wants to die, but the good news of that is, is we're going to live forever with Jesus. And so the good news is, is that when we die, we go immediately into the presence of Jesus. Not only that, we look forward to the resurrection that he's going to bring about for those believers because whenever we're resurrected, we're not facing condemnation. Not only that, we get to be with Jesus forever and we get a glorified body. And then at that moment, our salvation is completed when we get that glorified body and we're there worshiping Jesus forever and ever and ever with a multitude of other believers. But again, you've also heard the bad news. The bad news is, for the believer is, Brother Gene, and maybe you'd agree with this, that right now this is their best life. Exactly. Yes. This, this, yes. Is the, yes. this is the unbeliever's best life right now because when they die, it is a place of torment forever. And, and it, or they're going to a temporary place of torment, but ultimately they're never going to be out of a place of torment again when they die and pass from this life because what we discovered that was different from the believer is is that when that resurrection happened, it's going to be condemnation into the lake of fire, which Revelation chapters 20 talks about for us in that passage. And that's going to be forever and ever and ever. So eternity is a long time. So if you're a believer sitting here today, I pray that you have comfort and encouragement and peace in knowing that when you pass you got nothing but good news waiting for, for you uh, the rest of eternity. But for you who are an unbeliever, like Brother Gene said, I'm praying that today you will say, look, I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe that he rose from the, from the grave. And that you not only confess that with your mouth, because the Bible says you have to believe it in your heart. So my prayer is, is that you really believe that Jesus accomplished this all for you, that he took your place on that cross, took the wrath of God, you know, that you should have taken. And then he gave us victory through the grave, which Brother Gene kind of shared with us there. And then you can take hold of that promise today and have a brand new life of salvation. And no matter what happens in this life, when you pass from this life to the next, you've got nothing but good news waiting on you. So, but that only is for those who place their faith and trust in Jesus. 
So you really have a decision to make. But I pray that this word today has comforted the believer as well. Brother Gene, I, I don't have anything else, but do you have anything that you want to like impart to closing? Just one verse in, in my mind is very, very directly related. Romans 8, 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So we don't have to face the wrath. We don't have to face that time of judgment for, because there's no condemnation if we put our faith and trust in Jesus, as you just very well said there. So we have a, we have a way to have the best life ever. Or rejecting that, we'll have the best life ever forever the raw the worst life forever excuse me didn't, didn't mean to get that backwards if we reject jesus we'll have punishment forever that's why i started out when i said eternity is too long to be wrong and we don't have to be wrong the bible tells us how to be right so ultimately we've seen today the bible tells us when you die Every person is going to one of two places, not wherever we think it is or this place or that place. It's one of two places, the presence of Jesus or a place of torment. That's what the Bible says. That's what we're going to trust by way of faith that his word says, and we're going to accept it and, and we're going to move forward. So brother Gene, I want to thank you today so much for coming and being part of the Thank podcast. you for inviting me. It's very exciting there and very scary at the same time. Well, you have a, a good day today, Brother Gene. Macy, we thank you again for do, putting this together and doing this music for us and uh, taking time out of your day as well. Such a blessing to have my daughter be able to help with this particular project that we've taken on. We want to thank you for joining us on the Biblical Truth Podcast week after week. I pray that you'll continue to tune in to us. If you have any biblical questions then I would ask you to email me at biblicaltruth345 at gmail.com. Again, we pray that you have a great day. We pray that you have answered in your, in, in your heart where it is that you're going to spend eternity because you're going to one of two places. So my prayer for you, believer, today is, is that you'll love God, love people, Share the gospel and find peace in his word. And if you don't know Jesus today, that you'll make that, you'll make that decision to follow after him and, and him be Lord of your life. Have a blessed rest of your week. And we will tune in together next time.